0: He didn't have to stop and it makes no difference how we got in the road by our own ignorance our own willfulness whatever reason no fault all fault of our own Jesus Christ stooped down and lifted us up out of our state in which we were as good as dead we had three-quarters of a road to go in a busy traffic location but Jesus Christ not only lifted us up and saved us from that place but took the hit, the oncoming traffic, so that we might live. Again, I don't want to press this too hard, but this is the self-giving power of our king that we see displayed in his life. And it is this king who is for us and not against us. This is a king who does not want to keep us weak and dependent and passive, but a God who has shared in our own humanity by coming to be one of us who moved into our neighborhood, who put on our flesh, who tabernacled with us, who wants us to grow strong and mature, his love, and gave us his Holy Spirit, his living presence. We see how generous this God is that he would give his very life and life-giving presence to us. We understand that in these post-Pentecost days that His Spirit has been poured out upon us and in us. It makes us understand better who this, this Lord and King is, this crucified and risen one, this King who has established a kingdom on earth. For Jesus said when He announced His ministry, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus announced it. He proclaimed it. He enacted it. And in his own body brought it about. The kingdom of God is here, Jesus said. It is at hand. It is with you. The kingdom is in you. And this kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace, of love, and justice. We see this kingdom uh, described even in Jesus' own ministry in Luke 4 when he goes to his own synagogue and he's invited to participate in the worship service there in Capernaum. And they hand him the scroll, and he unrolls the scroll of the book of the prophet of Isaiah to the 61st chapter, and he reads there, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and the Spirit has appointed me, has empowered me, has called me, has sent me, To proclaim release to the captive, sight to the blind, healing to the lame, freedom to the captive, and the good news to the poor. That's what the kingdom is about and what Jesus was about in his life, in his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. And those of us who understand the great sacrifice of, of God's love in Jesus Christ are those who are blessed to be part of God's kingdom. And Jesus describes those who are blessed of their father, blessed of the kingdom, in the Beatitudes. In Matthew chapter 5, just prior to our second lesson, Jesus says, those who are blessed of the father, the ones who are following after me, are the meek, the pure in heart, the gentle, the peacemakers. They are the ones who pray, not my will, but thy will be done. If we are not seeking after the will of God, we are not members of God's kingdom because we have not acquiesced to the authority of the king. Because those who are under the king's authority are called what? The king's subjects. And so, as members of the kingdom of God, we subject ourselves to the authority of the king. We submit we surrender to God's kingdom that is for the blessing of all of God's people the poor, the lame, the abused, the outcast, the prisoner. We subject ourselves to the will of God that may not seem like it matches up with what we would desire for ourselves, but we surrender and submit and give over ourselves to the will of God. And unless we are doing that, we are not members of the kingdom. Because as subjects of the king, we love the king, we live for the king, we serve the king, we protect and defend the king as part of his kingdom because we understand the privilege of being in the kingdom and we are willing to die for the king. In these days and times, we we need to be honest about the reality of the kingdom in which we live. As we seek to surrender and submit ourselves to the will of God and to be faithful, loyal subjects of the King, we need to look honestly at the place that God has put us. And in these days and times, it means looking candidly, carefully, humbly at our realities. Even on this day when we celebrate our graduates, we see some of the kingdom coming on earth and an opportunity for the potential of God to be played out in the lives of these young people. But we also need to be honest and to lament that even in our community there is still a dropout rate among those who will never see a a high school diploma, no less, that that is appalling It means that we look and we celebrate in our community the lives that are given to our boys and our girls who are in scouting or sports teams or going to camps or involved in other clubs and activities. But then we must also be honest and recognize that even in our midst, 26% of our children living in Moscone County are at or below the poverty level. We look in this blessed community and we must be honest about the power of addiction, the problem of homelessness, the issues of unemployment, the issues of those who are working two and three jobs, but still only achieving poverty level, much less being above it. These are realities that we must identify in our present time. the kingdom has not yet been fully realized. Yes, it is here, but its full realization, that picture of Revelation 21 has not been fully realized. But in the meantime, we are called to continue to serve the king and not give up. We are called to find our own place, however small, as individuals, as a church, is the people of God, to be about seeing that kingdom come on earth for all God's people. Whether it means a call to hand out another sack lunch, to host one more VIP family, to build one more habitat house, to continue to work in our own community in a collective effort to eradicate homelessness in our midst. It means that we do not give up. I tell you, I'm so excited about the fact that even in our community of churches, our sister churches, pastors and members of the church are in very substantive conversations about how we as churches can come together in more effective and efficient ways to eradicate homelessness and poverty even in our own midst. Walls are being broken down between denominations. It's not Presbyterian this or Methodist that or Catholic for the other, but is working for the kingdom of God. It's an exciting thing in our midst. It's exciting to see that there are those among us who are seeking first the kingdom of God and putting the needs of others above self and working until that day that God sees fit to bring his kingdom in all of its fullness. Until that time when the lion will lie down with the lamb, the bear and the calf and the fatling together and God's children will be able to play without fear of harm or violence. In the meantime, as subjects of the king, we rest confident but work diligently that the kingdom, knowing that the kingdom has come and the kingdom will come, So we continue to pray for, and work for, and look for, and announce the kingdom in our midst, and celebrate it when we see it. Shirley Guthrie, my professor of theology at Columbia Seminary, in his his work entitled Christian Doctrine, sums it up this way, the conversation on the kingdom, of God he says we believe that since Easter the powers of evil are fighting a losing battle and that one who has already conquered them is still at work to finish what he began then we can take heart nevertheless to keep fighting however powerful the enemy without and within may be the powers of evil around us and within us have not yet admitted defeat the risen Lord is still finishing the work he began and to call him Lord means to throw ourselves into the battle with him. How is the spirit of God, how is the king calling you to enter into the battle with him out of your deep gratitude for who you know your loving king to be? For me, it may be next time I go out for a run and see a turtle, I'm going to pick it up and move it to the other side of the road. Maybe for you, it will be handing out one more sack lunch, helping dry the tear from the cheek of a friend, pulling an arm around the shoulder of one in a bad place to encourage. Or maybe the Spirit of God will call you or us to fight in a more public way the injustices that we see around us. But whatever it is, We do it out of love for the king. Shirley Guthrie concludes his piece by quoting from the Declaration of Faith that ends this way. We know our efforts cannot bring in God's kingdom, but hope plunges us into the struggle for victories over evil that are possible now in the world, the church, and our individual lives. Hope gives us courage and energy to contend against all opposition, however invincible it may seem, for the new world and the new humanity that are surely coming. Jesus is Lord. He has been Lord from the beginning. He will be Lord at the end. And even now, he is Lord and King. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen you pray with me? Loving King, we count it all joy that you have chosen us to be your subjects. It is our joy, it is our life to serve you, to seek your kingdom, to pray for it, to work for it, to look for it, announce it, and celebrate it. We pray, loving God, that you would strengthen us in these days to come that we might continue to faithfully serve you by the power of your Holy Spirit until that day that your kingdom comes in all of its fullness and there is neither crying nor pain nor sorrow nor mourning nor death anymore, but life everlasting until that day that you have made all things new. Until that day, we praise you. We praise you. Amen. Let us stand and say what it is we believe using the Apostles' Creed. Christian, what do you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven,
1: God of love, peace, and justice, we have been filled with your spirit this morning, comforted by your presence, and challenged to be bold in our lives of faith. Lord, we pray for economic uncertainty around the world. We pray for those without jobs, without homes, without food. We pray for those who suffer from illnesses of body and mind, those who are anxiously waiting test results, those who are recovering from treatments and surgeries those who are nearing the end and those who walk with their loved ones on these journeys. We pray for those who grieve and mourn, giving thanks for the lives of those they love. God, we lift before you all these things and many more that fill our hearts and minds, some that we speak and some that we do not. God, no matter the circumstances or situations we face, we know that you surround us with love. Help us to share that love with others as we participate in the stunning emergence of your kingdom all around us. Hear us now, dear God, as we join our voices as one and pray for your coming kingdom as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We'd like to welcome those of you who are worshiping with us this morning, either here in the sanctuary, at Spring Harbor, or via television. Invite those of you in the sanctuary to sign the uh, friendship pads located at the end of the aisles and pass those along to those seated next to you. While you do that, I would like to highlight a few announcements. A reminder that June 5th, this Wednesday, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., there is a dinner and the Vacation Bible School decorating and training, so we invite you to be a part of that. Men's Prayer Breakfast and the Women of the Word continue to meet this week. These are some great opportunities for fellowship and spiritual growth. We invite you to partake in those. June 9th, next week, we have our um, visitors from our sister church in Moscow will be joining us. They'll be participating in our um, Vacation Bible School for the week and next week during the Sunday school hour they will be sharing, uh, there will be a time of greeting them and welcoming them. The Ignited 9 service, which is our casual worship service that currently meets at 9 o'clock, will be moving to 6 p.m. on Sunday nights this summer starting next week. It will be called Ignite at Night. It's next week starting at 6 p.m. If you are interested in joining other worshipers this morning for a casual lunch after the service, We'll meet down here in front of the communion table and walk to a local eatery to, get to join lunch. Uh, last week we had 15 people and we had a great time of just casual conversation and fellowship and a good meal. So we invite you to join us in front down here after the service. Supper clubs continue um, to accept people to sign up for those. We've had a good response for the supper clubs over the summer. They are gatherings of eight people to meet in various locations throughout the summer for a time of fellowship and growth. So if you would like to sign up and be a part of that, we encourage you to contact the church office. There are many more announcements in our bulletin and on the website. Let us now continue to worship God with the presentation of our tithes and our offerings. Gracious God from whose open hand we have received much we ask you to accept this offering of your people remember in your love those who have brought it remember those persons and purposes for which it is given and follow this sacrifice with your blessing that it may promote peace and goodwill and advance the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in whose name we pray amen
0: Brothers and sisters in Christ, subjects of the King, go love one another as the King loves you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.